Hey, this is uh, Joe Savage, the madman of rock and roll, and I'm really proud to be doing the Straight Hustling Show. I hope you're going to listen and tell your friends about it, because it's one of a kind. All right, welcome back to another edition of StraightHustling.com, the Straight Hustling Show. We got Money Mike. Yeah. Stu. What's up? Stu's having a little stunt problem from the All You Can Eat Brazilian <laughs> oh, man, Steakhouse big, last night. That place was awesome, man. Get the meat sweats. I don't think I'm ever eating there again. That was so ridiculous. Eat some ass. What y'all eat? No, we had that Brazilian place. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's downtown on 2nd Avenue. Is that the place you're talking about 45 bucks all the meat you can eat? Oh, uh, it's only 35 and yeah, and that's all they do all the time is bring these big skewers of meat and shit like chicken, different types of steak. They got fillet, strip, uh, tri-tip, Damn. turkey with bacon wrapped on it. Man, why would pineapple? Why in the fuck was I not invited? <laughs> that's the last minute. That's Radizio Grill. Ridiculous. Out of all real. three of us sitting here, uh, y'all know who would appreciate that more. Uh, even, 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 I was in there to get my money's worth. Even though I know it was y'all's anniversary, oh, I'd have got mine. Next time I go, I'm not, because that shit hurt me, man. That was too much eating, yeah, man. I bet y'all got some fiber in your diet today, <laughs> man. That shit was good, though. And they got all-you-can-eat salad bar, so if you wanted to do that. Yeah, you know, I might have a nibble. <laughs> yeah, I didn't fuck around with a salad. All right, but that was a good place. Yeah, if you're ever in Nashville, 2nd Avenue, Rodizio, Brazilian. Shout out, you know, that's free. Yeah, maybe they'll slide us some few dinners from Rosidi. R- <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah, say the damn name. If you can't say it, they ain't shouting now. They ain't sliding <laughs> That's Radizio Grill, the Brazilian beef eating place. Oh, <laughs> shit. The beef eaters, all right. Your ass will be hurting for about two days. I don't even think I need to eat. But anyway. Y'all, y'all ready to talk to this legend? We got Joe Savage, Nashville's Joe Savage, the madman. Of rock coming and on. He's a badass. He's a. Uh, and he had a long, long career, just big, you know, big performer. Always had a one of the best shows. Everybody's always says one of the best shows they ever seen. Just well, cool. You don't, you don't get a spot in Vegas next to BB King without freaking being a, a showman. And he, he's a badass. He had it down there for a while. Yeah, he has been all over the place. Oh yeah. So let's get him on here. See what's going on. What's up, Joe? Hello. Hey, Joe Savage. How are you, man? This is uh, Dick Darren with Straight Hustling. Doing good. Great. I got a, a partner here with me, Mike, and also Stu. Hey, what's going on, Mr. Savage? Oh, doing good. Great, man. Nice talking to you. Yeah, man. I appreciate you uh, uh, having an interview with us, man. We've been trying to make this happen for a few weeks and all the bad weather and everything else going on here. It's been pretty pretty hectic. Well, the weather affects you. It don't affect me. <laughs> it almost killed us. Yeah, yeah, we almost died coming I've down been here. In the worst show. weather imaginable. <laughs> yeah, we almost died coming to do your show last week when we uh, had to cancel on you. We were we, we're sorry about that, but uh, yeah, we 
came down here, the internet didn't work, and we got stuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we slid all the way down here, and then trying to get back was, uh, what, two and a half hours or an hour? Oh, yeah, it took us a good hour, a couple I, hours. I remember we were playing in Buffalo in 1977, and we got caught in the blizzard, and everybody in the hotel was literally down for, like, two straight weeks. You want to talk about a party? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That sounds like it. We didn't do much party, and we were just lucky to be alive. At the end of them two weeks, was anybody still wearing clothes? Oh, really? Well, yeah, I'm uh, partially. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would have been. It was a, it was a hotel. It was a, believe it or not, it was a Playboy hotel in Buffalo in Chicamonga, and all roads were closed. All transportation was completely closed, and it was, and they were stuck. I mean, it was, it was the most captive audience you ever imagined. Well, if that's a place to get stuck, that's a yeah, good one, it sounds yeah. like. I mean, I, maybe the Playboy Mansion would be somewhere else I'd want to get stuck. But come on, I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah, I got. we got a lot of stories like that. Oh, man, I bet you got a whole bunch of crazy stories. You were off the hook. Oh, yeah. I saw you uh, play at uh, Cajun's, Cajun's Wharf, Wharf. When, yeah. you, when I was young. And I, I tell you what, you left an impression on me that blew my mind. Yeah. I've never seen nothing like that. Cutting shit up with chainsaws. And... Yeah, Jesse James Dupree has nothing on you, brother. <laughs> Well, that was the whole object, to to be able to appeal to any audience at any time, regardless of age, sex, race, religion, whatever, because it was all inclusive. And so, because I was born in 1939, literally pre-rock and roll, pre-everything, you know, I pretty much started with what I knew, which at that time was the, the Sinatra show tune, that type thing. And then from that point on, it was like uh, almost, what, 50 years from when I really started playing to uh, to the present. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, when I saw you, you were no Sinatra. You were tearing shit up. You had snakes and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> kicking I mean, ass, You man. were kicking ass and blowing me away. I couldn't believe it. So, you know, you well, left what, him... I, what I did was I, I was able to uh, make my, my clothes and the band's clothes because I, I learned how to sew early, and uh, I would wear five or six outfits on simultaneously and then gradually peel them off. So you would start off, you know, in a tuxedo with a dickie and a bow tie, and then you had like five layers of clothing under that. And then as each musical genre changed, and it kept getting wackier and wackier, all the way from literally in Sinatra in a bow tie to snakes, smoke and fire in a leotard, you know, within an hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember every bit of it, but I remember the show. It just, uh, you know, when you're when I was a kid, it was just one of the things that still stuck out in my mind was, you know, when I saw you play, it, it blew my, my whole family away. I mean, we all talked about it forever. It was amazing. Well, I mean, no, no one's ever done that. And I don't know why, but maybe it's just, you know, there's only been one maniac born in the history of music. For some reason, every single act that ever was maintained one bag. You know, that's it. That was their genre. If you were Presley, you just did what Presley did. Michael Jackson did Michael Jackson. James Brown did James Brown. No matter who who you name, they just did their own shtick. They never tried to bridge the, the, the gap between all kinds of music. And uh, I was often told that it couldn't be done. 
which, you know, made me try that much harder because, you know, one ever told me you can't do this or you can't do that because the minute they say you can't do it, for me, it was like, oh, yeah? Well, <laughs> what about this? <laughs> I know that's right. That's one thing. You're a hell of a performer, man. Uh, how, are you from originally from New York or where are you originally from? I was born in Brooklyn. Okay. And and what's really weird is that I started early dancing in Carnegie Hall when I was five, doing ballet and jazz and tap and all that. And and then, you know, stayed in dance, only went into the the more ballroom type things. We I learned, you know, mambo and cha-cha and tango and all that. And then I, I started getting into what they call the jitterbug. And it was so strange because as I was moving out of my house the other day, on the wall was this medal. It was a gold medal from the Harvest Moon Ball with my name on it from Madison Square Garden in 1953. Good Lord. Damn, that's awesome. I was, I had, I had become the, the uh, best dancer, you know, in all of New York City. I competed in all the boroughs. And I mean, I'm not bragging about it. It's just that it's another thing that, that I attempted to do. Yeah, yeah. Chapter that, of uh, life. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to be the best at, and, and I became the best. Became the New York City Jitterbug champion for like four years in a row. And then I saw this medal up there, and I'm thinking to myself, how the hell did I keep that so long without losing it, especially with my <laughs> brain dead brain? <laughs> well, you found it now. It took you moving out to find it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Are you still living in Nashville? Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm I'm staying with my kid's mom right now. You know, until I you know, reboot and find another place to live. I stayed in that place for twenty years. Oh wow. And man, you wouldn't believe all the stuff that I accumulated. <laughs> I'm still getting stuff out of there that you know, that I I'll say I need. Anybody else would call it junk, but you know, for me it's like you know, if I need, if I use it once in four years, you know, that's my property, right? Yeah. 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 It's yours anyway. No matter if you use it or not. Right. Gosh. Exactly. So, you know, that's what I'm doing. So that's oh. where I'm at right now. And I'm, I'm a nomad by nature. You know, I basically feel like I've always been a cross between Tarzan and Geronimo, you know, between a leopard that stayed with me for like three years. He, he traveled in the back of my Cadillac and, uh, and the snakes and you name it. I, I did it. I had it. So it's, it's been, uh, I guess, colorful to say the least. Yeah, I remember that snake you had. Uh, I read somewhere that you still have, like, the the skin for it, right? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, in fact, I, I took it down from my wall not even five days ago. It was per it's perfectly preserved, 18 feet long. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I weighed remember. about 195 pounds. So, I mean... Yeah, it, it definitely left an impression. You know that. What was a what was a snake's name? I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I can't either. What was his name? Yeah, do you have a name for it? Or? Well, yeah, Dino was his name. <laughs> what was it? Dino. 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 Oh, cool, cool. I think. I mean, that was I mean, like... for the want of, of anything, you know, his, his name was Dino. What the hell, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I had a dog named Dino. I get it. Yeah, Dino <laughs> from the Flintstones, man. Yeah, yeah man, yeah. Dino. Yeah. All right. I remember I checked in at the airport. I used to work there a lot of years ago, like 20 years ago. And I remember you had a bunch of dogs. Did you used to raise uh, any kind of dogs or anything? But I remember you had some, like puppies. No, I, well, I had Rottweilers, but 
I mainly raised leverage. I had I had ten at one point when I had my farm. I had a, a four hundred acre farm, and at one point I traveled with one baby until it got to be big, and then we I went lived on bought this farm in Nashville, and it went from one to ten. So it's it's part of my you know maniac ways. You know, it, it's just <laughs> stuff that I do and you know I, I'm never satisfied with any one thing if I got one I need ten <laughs> that's you awesome know? man you're always striving to be the best man that's cool that's what you gotta yeah. do what kind of animals do you have now I think you had a, I thought I saw you had a new puppy or something like about a year ago or... I've got a I've got a little min pen his name is Coco and he's sitting in my lap right now he's, he's all chocolate brown and he's the prettiest smartest, fastest little dog I've ever seen in my life. He's also a maniac. <laughs> and then I have a uh, a little black cat and uh, nobody can go near her for some reason. She's just uh, totally antisocial and she looks at you and she growls. <laughs> yeah, her, name, her name is Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I figured, what else could she go by? She would know what that meant, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. You got any, uh, you still thinking about doing any more performances or anything coming up in the future? Oh, yeah. I ain't just thinking about it. I'm planning it. Oh, Um, awesome. I mean. I figured you were. I'm sick and and tired of the Nashville scene because it's so, it's so, I I don't know what the word I would give it. Senile is more like it, but it's just a, a very banal type of situation here that I think I'm tired of it. I've been here since '72 performing, so yeah, I don't I don't have any aspirations. What I'm thinking of doing is, since Cuba is opening up, is putting some things together and, and going there. In fact, I'm I'm actually planning on it. Wow. Yeah, that's great. You know, I mean, that's that's, that's smart. Be, yeah. You know, I I remember my uh, my grandmother was telling me about before they closed it down, they used to go down there and kick it. You'd be in Cuba, groundbreaking right now to go down yeah. there right now. Yeah, because it's it would be and put together, you know, some hot musicians. Uh, I mean, I don't have to be the one doing it. I'm 75 now, but still, you know, I don't I don't feel any limitations whatsoever, physically or mentally or vocally, for that matter. But, you know, to get some hot girls, you know, and take them down there and, and put a show together, that would definitely kick some ass, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. The hot I mean, girls I, always go. Oh, yeah. Hot girls and rock and roll, baby. You can't, you can't <laughs> go wrong there, can you? Well, I've always had that with me. Always. <laughs> yeah. I want to find girls, you know, that can sing their asses off and, uh, and, and, and move and look good and, and, and do it with the energy that, that only I, you know, know I can produce. And then, you know, once I do that and put the show around it, I mean, we did it in the Cayman Islands for four straight months. And, and it, from the night we started until the night they canceled us, it was a zoo. <laughs> and I say canceled because, you know, the Cayman Islands is a uh, British protectorate run by the British government. And it was a Ramada Inn owned by four country guys here in Nashville. And they were losing their butt, you know, and then they asked me to go up there. And then from the night we started until that they wouldn't renew my work permit, mainly because 
the Canadian bands get were jealous because we were drawing so many people. The minute they started, it was a downhill trip, and within a matter of two months, it shut down. Oh wow! When was that? Yeah. When? Yeah. Um, about ninety-five. Oh okay, man, that's pretty cool. You uh, it was. yeah. You have any like um, uh, any uh, person like any group that you used to tour with at all that was really uh, you guys really gelled together and had a good time? Well, yeah. I mean, the band that I took down there, we, we were together for with ele- for eleven years. Uh, I was talking about like any not your group specifically, but like a group that you guys actually played together, not at the same time. Like, what do you mean, like open for somebody? Or or them opening for you, or yeah, just anybody, anybody that like remember. anybody that you guys just really got along good and you kind of toured together with as far as different acts. No, no, I had I had the biggest problem, especially in Vegas and Reno and Lake Tahoe. I couldn't open for anybody mm-hmm. because the one the any time they tried it, like like I remember one time I was playing opposite BB King and. It became a major embarrassment for the for the management of, of Harris because people were sitting through his show just to get seats for ours. <laughs> and, and then as soon as our show started, it was like ten deep at the bar, and and he took it as a an embarrassment, a humiliation because here he is, you know, a big superstar, and here I was, a relative nobody, and yet people would just clamoring just to get seats for the show because, I mean, when you look at a a guy like him that does an hour and a half of just blues, I don't care how good you are. After 20 minutes, I'm bluesed out. (laughs) Then you got to go off into the ozone somewhere, you know, and, and, and totally screw up their minds because that's what they want. I mean, people have been listening to blues now for 150 years. You know, they want to see someone go up there that's literally going to put him through shock treatment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tell you, 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 you put on one hell of a show. You, you're one of the best showmen I've ever seen in my life. And, I mean, you, you left an impression on me that, that I can't ever forget. Yeah, total package. Oh, yeah. Well, I, that, that seems to be the common uh, common ground. And, and it was because, you know, when you strike a nerve with people, you hit them personally and individually. And you hit them where they breathe. So it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't make any difference how old you are or what your music uh, beliefs are. If, as long as you try to touch each individual person out there, and then if, if you see somebody, you know, not paying attention or not getting into it, well, you just cut their table in half. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, that's what I'm talking about. Hell, and that's what it's all about. Or you shoot off the mic stand and just shoot off that concussion bomb and you can hear five blocks away. <laughs> and uh, you talk about a attention getter. Everything we did at one point or another was to get people's attention. Yep. Oh, yeah. And once you got their attention, then the point is, well, what do you do with it? Well, either you talk about God or you talk about America or you talk about your own personal self. You talk about what your goals are. If you have problems, you talk about ways to solve them. If you got an issue, you know, with your girlfriend or your boyfriend, you know, we actually uh, created, you know, more babies during our show than you can believe or more marriages <laughs> because we had people get together and I would often tell them, 
you know, it just turns you on when you when you take her home and you get to that moment of mutual gratification. Say my name. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Oh, you still own some clubs here in Nashville? No, there ain't no clubs here. I, I was I was working in this club for a while that I I had for some ownership. It was a black club, and 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 these were people that I I just I don't even want to be around anymore. You know. So you're like the original Match.com. There's probably a bunch of Joes running around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people try to copy it, you know. I mean, and why not? Copying it is one thing. Duplicating it is something else. You know, there have been a lot of uh, groups that go out there and do tributes, you know, tribute bands and all that. But to try to copy this from beginning to end, I'm not too sure that it's really that possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, you're one of a kind, brother, no doubt. Did you, you have know, to... The concept is, is one of a kind, and that's where it's at. So when you start doing the show tunes and standard music, and then you got rock and roll, which came after, and then you went into the Beatles, and then you went into the, to the metal, and then the heavy metal, and then the blitzoid, and then the snake part, which was, um, all mine. Uh, yeah, Alice Cooper had a snake, but the damn thing was like two feet long. <laughs> <laughs> you, you pull out some that weighs 190 pounds, where well, that's going to get your attention. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember this. I remember all of it, man. I mean, it, it killed me. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, I, I even remember the Latin that I that I used to recite when I was an altar boy. We used to put this ring modulator on it, and as, as the smoke would be shooting out and the fire would be going, you would hear this odd hawk. Money boost to us, a loud and glorium nominus tui, ad utilitatem quoque nostrum, ecclesiae sui someday. Oh my God. I went, I went saw that on, on video and I, I swear to God I had bumps on top of my bump. <laughs> Talk about creeping somebody out. <laughs> <laughs> did you have to pay for all them tables you cut in half all the, all them tours? No, no, I, I never did that. I was never, I was never destructive. In most cases, if we cut something, it was a $2 piece of plywood, you know, with some something on it. And yeah. People thought we were, you know, cutting the table in half. But in reality, uh, it wasn't. I mean, uh, because if you started doing that and then you started costing the other guy money, yeah. then you get pretty pissed. <laughs> yeah. The object is to, is to look like you're doing it, but not. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about the bar? They, what about the bar tab each night for that snake? Did it put away a bunch of uh, beer? No. <laughs> Are you talking about the the Jack Daniels I took? Yeah. <laughs> no, that was all part of it too. He would just give me a you know a half bottle of Jack. It would look like I'm taking it from the bar. Oh. Like I'm saying, all right, let's just take from this guy, and then start pouring it in everybody's mouth. And <laughs> even that was like you know basically nothing because, I mean, what's a half bottle of Jack in right. place? Jammed and people are going crazy. Yeah, man. See, that's part of your show, showmanship. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. What about your uh, any of your children? They they uh, do any music at all? No, no. They they're not even closely connected to that. Yeah, they went different way. Huh? <laughs> that's because too crazy. at the time that they were growing up, now you have to understand, you know, rock and roll was was pretty uh, an afterthought. They grew up in this rap area, and they become these thug wannabes. 
you know, with their pants hanging below their ass. And, and I had to literally say, look, hey, that ain't going to happen. Not in front of me and not in front of anybody for that matter. Yeah, I know how so, that is. Yeah, we had a guy on called Charles Patrick that has a note to pull your pants up challenge. He ain't having that in his neighborhood either. No, in fact, a lot of these towns right now, and, and, and I praise them, uh, are finding people 50 bucks the first time and 100 bucks after that. You know, if they see you with your crack and your ass hanging down. I mean, oh, to I'm me, that is the dumbest, most idiotic fashion. And, and if half of these people know where it originated and how, well, they do. You know, they oh, wouldn't yeah. be doing it. Yeah, they know. We put it on the air. <laughs> just, I just don't think you, I don't know. Myself, I don't think you respect yourself when you do that kind of yeah. stuff. I don't know. Sure. I spend more but time putting uh, my pants kids, you know, you see these bars, they walk around with their pants on their knees. I'm thinking to myself, are these people, you know, really rational? I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I was hoping it was a phase at one time, but it seemed like it kept going. Now, what phase? Are you kidding me? Going to any any bar right now tonight? Yeah, yeah. It's, it ain't no phase. It's not. Them, it's like nope. you know, part of their of their posterity. And it's everybody. I see little white kids, Chinese kids, Puerto Rican kids, and their Mexican kids. All of them running around with their hands down, pants down to their knees, and you know, a jersey yeah. past their ass. It's, it's, it's bad retarded. parenting. Bad parenting is what I I agree to. Yes. Well, that, that be, just because of, of the fashion, it caught on, and I just call them sub-wannabes, you know, and uh, yeah. it's unfortunate, but, you know, that, that's how they are. We heard a rumor that you were going to be playing a show at the uh, White House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know that that was a rumor, yeah, totally. I and I, it doesn't make any difference to me whether you're a liberal or conservative or whatever you are. If you can't see, you know, the damage this guy has done and is doing, the man is a total, he couldn't run a damn lemonade stand, you know, correctly. And this is the indication is he knows nothing about business. He knows nothing about politics. And he certainly doesn't know anything about uh, foreign affairs and, and terrorists. And this is what he goes. He won't even say, use the word Muslim terrorist. I've never used it. He's the worst thing that could, could be happening to this country right now, the worst. But at the same time, he's got so many people mobilized that the minute he gets out of that office, we've got to literally whitewash and undo the stink, you know, this guy has put on the uh, on the country. Man, I don't know. I don't think he's done yet. I think he's got some surprises yeah, he's coming for us. He's got a few us. more for us. Hey, goodbye, Second Amendment. Well, let me say this: when when we got bombed in Pearl Harbor in this country, we had nothing. We had a few ships in the harbor, no air force. No army. We had nothing. And the, the Japs hit us from the west. The Germans w were starting to attack from the east. And within four years, by 1945, we had mobilized to such an extent that we blew their asses to the wind and blew them away. Yeah, the British helped a little, you know, and, 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 the, and, the, and the Australians. But basically, it was the U.S. that just said, hey, you know what? <laughs> This is it, buddy. This is as far as you're going to go. And, and the women and the kids went into the Ford uh, plants and built tanks and built airplanes and built machine guns. And you know what? That's the, the thing that, that's so great about America is that it's instilled in us. And you may think he's going to take it away, but you're not. I don't know. He ain't going to take not. my fighting spirit, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't taking nothing away from me or my family or anybody around me. He, I mean, all the rights that he's trying to take away and all the socialism he's trying to bring in, I'm not digging it and I'm not going for it. But 
You know, no, I'm just I'm one, I'm one of I'm one of a bunch of us. But what are we going to do about it? Well, and, you know, what are we going to do, do about what, you, what, what they are doing right now? They're aware of it, and they're going to vote in somebody. You know, like a Jeb Bush, like, like a Cruz, <laughs> or, or, or or the guy, uh, what's his name, the senator from uh, Rubio, oh, yeah, guys Rubio. like him. Yeah, you know, who understand what America is about and how how hard it is to when you're coming from Cuba. You know, in, into America, or, or Scott, the guy up in uh, yeah, Scott uh, Walker. Walker, who? That's another guy, man. Don't fool with that guy because he'll put you in your place. Yeah, that's what we need. So Somebody those to put are you the people. Place. I'm just not looking forward to another Bush. I hope that doesn't oh, go that God, route. Jesus, no. Oh. No, that ain't gonna happen. Jeb Bush, he, he hasn't got a, a prayer. He hasn't got a following stance in hell. <laughs> not at all. You got you a know, lot so of money. You're looking at either Cruz or Scott Walker or or Rubio. Uh, so, uh, you got anything, uh, anything, any projects in the works or anything like that right now? Or are you just kind of taking it easy? And I know you're moving and everything. Well, That's a big one. I'm not taking it easy because I'm, I'm looking at my kid's garage right now and half of my stuff's in there and the other half's in, uh, in storage. So right now I'm, uh, I'm looking to, uh, get it together so I can move somewhere and, and not move again until I finally get buried down deep under. Right. So, but I, I, it'll all come, you know, it just depends on how you look at life and, um, and how, and I take it, you know, one day at a time when you put your mind to something, you don't stop until you get it. Oh, I don't right. care what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. If you want it, you can get it. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, man, you know, we... I see a lot of interesting things happening in Nashville. I, nothing that I'm, I'm going to be a part of right, right away, but you know, it'll take a while. We got Eddie money coming to Nashville here in a few days. Yeah. Where is he gonna, is he gonna be a Bridgestone? Uh, no, he's at the Municipal Auditorium. I think it was April 15th. I think yeah. Yeah. He was on our show just a couple of weeks ago. And it's, he's, you know, he's yeah, still he's a kicking. Good guy. Oh, yeah. 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 He, he, he likes to cuss. <laughs> I'm good friends with, uh, with his brother in law, a guy by the name of Tracy Harris. Oh, yeah. His yeah. yeah. His, married his wife's sister. Whatever, whatever she is, relationship to him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 Joe, we got a thing we do called the hustling round where we just ask some questions and you just kind of say whatever comes to your mind. You want to do that with us real quick? Sure. All right. If you were elected president tomorrow, what's the first thing you would do? First thing that I would do is I would, I would eliminate ISIS in a week. <laughs> a week. They would be no more. You're going to televise that? <laughs> well, why not? It'd be televised. It'd be on satellite. What about your uh, your favorite vacation spot? Vacation? Yeah, favorite vacation spot. Oh, that's easy. I would I would spend it scuba diving in the Cayman Islands because when I was there for four months, I was an instructor, and then I, I got eight advanced uh, underwater certifications. So I pretty much dove all over the Cayman Islands and got a chance to see how beautiful it is. I would go there. Well, I wouldn't be working this time. I was working every day. I would go there for two weeks and do nothing but scuba dive and just take in the sun. Yeah, yeah. Check that, that sounds out. good. Is that man. pretty pricey? I've never been there. No, nah, it's very affordable. All it right. really is. I'm going to check that out. What about your favorite drink? My favorite drink? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you may not believe this, but in my entire life of 75 years, I've never tasted beer. Never had a puff of a cigarette, and never had as much liquor, hard liquor, as you can put into a drinking glass. But having said that, 
My favorite drink is apple juice and banana smoothie. Oh, shit. You're doing the healthy kick. <laughs> well, good. I mean, no yeah. wonder you can yeah. still run around at <laughs> yeah. 75 and, do, and, and do, act like you're fucking 40. That's great, man. Yeah, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'll be lucky to make it to your age, but Jesus. <laughs> Well, good. whatever it takes, you know. I, that's right. Well, you know, I've done smoked enough and drank enough and did enough to where I think I'm, I'm about <laughs> at my mark. What about uh, what about? I was going to ask you, dogs or cats, but it's not like you got both. Well, my preference after after living with a leopard for ten years would would be a a cat of that nature, and I had a, a, a Rottweiler that was raised at the same time that she was. And so they were pretty much synonymous, you know, in, in terms of age and ability. But while she was three, four, five months, a year, two years, so was my Rottweiler. And so they grew up together. And the Rottweiler is such a an amazing animal. But then, of course, so was a, an African leopard. But she had a, a tremendous amount of ability in a lot of ways. So if I had my ability right now and I had my own land and everything else, I would get me a, a, a cub, about a, a, a two-month-old cub, and and I would raise her. Is that the, would be my preference. Is the licensing and stuff for having cats like that, is that pretty tough to get out? Yeah, you've got to have permits with the uh, Department of Agriculture and whoever else, and if there's a city permit required, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I would think so, yeah. Yeah. All right, here's one. What about your favorite Kardashian? <laughs> um. I would say the shit on the floor that she dropped uh, unnecessarily. <laughs> All right. Hey, Joe, what about your favorite podcast out of Nashville? Great hustling. Yeah, we're out well, there. Well, yeah. In fact, it's the only one I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one we know, too. It's all good. We're out there trying to do it, boy. We're, we're uh, talking well, to people every day. I think you're on day. the right track. You keep you get new people coming in and... Try and get some of the country stars and guys, you know, guys like uh, what's his face and who's coming in. And uh, <laughs> it, it shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, we got some country people lined up, so that'll yeah, be cool. Yeah. yeah, you know, when we're doing our own thing, we take people that we like, people that have, you know, um, uh, influenced. Yeah, yeah, you you yeah. influenced. Uh, I think uh, no, me and Dick about far about. By far, about you know, you know. I mean, I've always wanted to be an entertainer. I just don't have it in me. You know what I mean? And but you know, in a in a, in a small way, I do, I guess. But not yeah. not, not in the way you. You know do. what? I I don't know if I if I if I agree <laughs> with with that concept. Having something in you is something that you start with. It's like planting a seed, and then you nurture it and you cultivate it, and you keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it until. Uh, and, and you keep doing it until you uh, achieve whatever heights you want. Yeah, he says he he always wanted to be an entertainer, but he barely entertains us in here. So. Yeah. yeah. And, and then again, too, you, you have to study other entertainers. <laughs> if, if you want to be successful at anything, because I, I read at one point or another the lives of every single entertainer there ever was. I just don't and, have that kind of time. And, or... and then you look at the things that made them great, and you look at the things that made them um, – um, a failure. Oh. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Whatever you're trying to, that's what I always preach. Whatever you're trying to do, seek out and learn from the people that are uh, doing it already and doing it well because everybody wants to give advice about everything. Even though they have no idea, they still want to give you advice on it. So I'm always telling everybody, if you got a goal, you got a dream, 
seek out somebody that's done it and done it well and mimic that. Yeah, don't ask a cook to do a tile floor. It just don't work. <laughs> I'll tell you well, how. I was uh, cleaning up all my stuff. I was literally astonished at all the books and tapes that I'd accumulated over the years. Because when you'd be doing a thousand-mile trip, I mean, what, what better food uh, to thought could you find except people who are studying their tapes and they can grow rich and, and all this other stuff, you yep. know? Yeah. We'll be getting our straight hustling tapes out there pretty yeah. soon for everybody. <laughs> we got it out free on the internet right now, you know? <laughs> I just hope people come I, I used to, to listen to those things religiously, and I think it had a big bearing on on my positive attitude and my approach to life, and and the fact that I guess the word is indomitable. You know, you can't be defeated and you won't quit. Yeah, so yeah that's like us that straight hustling. We're not going to quit. Do you, how do you stop? That's right, man. You got to just go after it and don't give up. There's too many people that hit roadblocks and. And stop, but actually, a lot of times, if you keep going, them roadblocks are also are really a blessing in disguise and yeah. turn into something good. It'll make you what you are. You know, a loss becomes a gain. You know. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, when you look at a guy like Edison, he had five thousand failures, uh, but what they actually were were five thousand ways that the light bulb wouldn't work until he found the one where it did work. Yeah, right. And so that that's what discovery is all about. Yeah. The damn guys of the Wright brothers, they didn't get that thing off the ground the first time. No, they wrecked it some bitch about four or five times. I guarantee you, he broke his arm and that pelvis, I think. One of them did. He broke, oh, yeah. yeah, one of them broke his pelvis and his arm, I think, on the first flight. It was great. Well, anyway, yeah. Joe, man, it's been great talking to you. One of my idols, I watched you perform when I was young, and I couldn't believe it at, at the Cajun's Wharf. And I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm sad to say that it ain't there no more, you know, but... Uh, that was a great place for uh, family entertainment back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I remember. So that, that's a part of it that, that completely boggles my mind. Is when you saw a place like that, that was so successful. Yeah. And where you can go eat, you can have a great meal, you can see a great show. And yet in Nashville today... You can't do it. And, and that, you can't find anything like that. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is wrong with, with this picture? You can go to the barn dinner theater and get half entertained, but I'm, I'm bored <laughs> as fuck it there. You know what I mean? I, I like to be, you, I mean, I like a good show and you put on a hell of that a show. That sounds like your next venture, Joe. You start that uh, restaurant, bar, musical thing. Okay. Let's do it, man. Well, I'll tell you what, if I had the, uh, the wherewithal to do that, and I mean, I, I would start it up in a heartbeat. There wouldn't be any question about it. Yeah, get, just get maybe different acts to come out because you know you ain't gonna get nobody like you that could do it all. But you know what? Get just different guys to come out and do different parts of the show and just progressively take it on down the genres. Hell yeah, that would be too hard to do. <laughs> all right, man. Well, we wish you the best, man. And like I said, you're part of a uh, part of our uh, younger when we were younger part of our lives. We we started this thing up. We were like, oh man, let's try to get Joe Savage. Everybody. Everybody knows you around here, man. So we're we're uh, glad you came on to do our show, and really appreciate it, man. Well, I got your number, and and if I do anything, I'll let you know. And uh, if I hear of anything interesting, I'll let you know that too. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah definitely man. stay in touch, man, and we'll talk to you again. You text me your address, man. I want to shoot you a shirt. Give me your size and shoot me your address, and I'm a I'm a mail you a shirt for our show. Okay, as soon as I find out what it is, I'll let you know. <laughs> you can stick that with all that collection of 20-year stuff that you have back yeah, there. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you a lot, Joe. Yeah, appreciate it, brother. All right, God bless. Good luck to you. Take care, man. Right, Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that was Joe Savage on the Straight Hustling Show. 
talking about his future plans. Be prepared to check him out on any Cuban television. He'll be <laughs> heading there to do some live shows. So if you got that in your vacation plans, he might be able to check some of that good stuff out. Joe's a cool dude, man. Seen him uh, back in the day. <clears throat> He's just uh, always doing the best to give you the best performance that uh, oh, yeah. he You're can. You're never going to get a 50-50 show with that guy. It's going to be 110% from the freaking opening act to the ending. Man. Yeah, that's was- his mission. Make everybody... Uh, satisfied with oh, the shows. Yeah. He's over the top in everything he does. Yep. Still doing it. Getting ready to put it some more stuff together. It's oh, yeah. Cool. I mean, that trip to Cuba sounds great because that's, you know, that's money, money to be made down there. Brand new markets. You know, they're down there scrapping for things deep, but you know, they still pay for fucking entertainment. Uh, yeah. The last time we were in Cuba, legally, they were doing the jitterbug. He can do that shit. <laughs> 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 yeah. But that'd be cool. Get them down there because that's a, that's kind of like an untapped, uh, it's an untapped environment. It's yeah. ready. It's yeah. Ready to and they're getting and ready to open it up. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Mike. Well, tell them who we got coming on next for all our listening pleasures well you know we get our, our schedule is kind of kind of kind of iffy on who's next but we got you know a bunch of good acts coming up uh, why's our schedule iffy on who's next well we, i know who's next we just don't know what order because you know they yeah we not. do oh do we okay yeah. don't so you I, know well yeah yeah i remember now i guess it's uh ken shamrock would be uh be round two with him yep. talking about uh, uh that fight with kimbo he's got coming up i mean we we talked to uh ken not too long ago hopefully y'all listeners heard and uh Listen to that podcast. Round two, Ken Shamrock, yeah. Kimbo fight coming yeah, he, up on Bellator. He, he's great to talk to, and uh, I, I can't wait to hear what he's got to say about this fight. You know, I know he's going to be a good class act. He always is. And uh, after that, we got another fighter, old Nate to Rock Quarry. I can't yeah, wait to hear yeah. from him. He's, he's still fighting, isn't he? I don't think so, uh, but, uh, man, he had a great career. Had a lot of wins, oh, and okay. I think he had some injuries, but, man, he had some of the best fights. Yeah. Cool dude. And speaking of fighters, we've got a madman, the Predator. Yep. Don Fry. I mean, for you fight fans out there, this is exciting. This motherfucker here is mean, and he, he'd go right through you. I would not want to be able to receive Yeah, check some of his videos out yeah. on YouTube if you ever want to see how some fights yeah. go down. Yeah, you want to see some cooking. Hey, quit being cocky, Mike. Who's the last one you got on there? <laughs> oh, speaking of cocky. Speaking of cocky. Yeah, I got this Chicago rapper, boy. This boy, Brewski. Brewski. He's putting it down in Chicago. I don't know... Uh, Everybody sees a lot in this boy, and we're going to get him on here and see what he's about. I, I, I'm, I'm anxious yeah. to see what he's got to say. All the young people are kicking it to him, so yeah, yeah old brewski. Well, you know, we go, we keep it fresh here on uh, straighthustling.com. It ain't just us <laughs> old fogies around here. We like we like to keep it fresh for our young listeners, too, you know, because, I mean, this guy, I don't know, his stuff's kind of, it's new. You yeah, know, it's yeah. different. I, I was checking it out, and it's, it's new and different. Like, you know, it's catchy. Yeah. Because it's cocky. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm cocky. And y'all, remember, y'all can get all these uh, new podcasts on straighthustling.com. It's S-T-R-8-H-U-S-T-L-I-N.com. Check it out on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn Radio. And be sure when you're straight hustling, man, leave us some comments, uh, donations uh, in the form of buying our T-shirts. They're badass. You need one. Buy a shirt. Yeah, we got some hats coming. Yeah, buy a shirt. Jeez. You know leave us some saying? comments if you want us to ask anything to anybody coming up. If you want to ask Cocky Brewski anything. Revenue. And be sure you leave the comments, people. That's that's what we're all about, what you want to hear. All right, we want to thank you again for listening Whoa. to our show. Remember, if you ain't hustling, you ain't living. Remember that. Yeah, we're out. out. Please. Please. <laughs>